Andino, Andina, the story continues. The opportunity to find out more presented itself a few days later. I crossed my metaphorical fingers behind my back and making my voice sound casual, or so I hoped, said tentatively. So, what's your future love gender definitions then? I need not have worried. Risha did not bat an eyelid. I don't have one. Just variety. Whatever works for each individual, I suppose. When life no longer revolves around procreating, it will become a lot more open. That makes sense, I said, before adding more cautiously. I'm sorry I didn't pick up on the connection between you and Braun immediately. And the cats, I added to myself. I had a vague memory she had at some point mentioned them, but one thing at a time. There is no reason why you should. How do you two know each other, then? I've known Bron since I was twelve. He apparently has known me longer. Don't ask. Time isn't linear, and I don't know how to explain it in words. I've seen him look sixteen and seventy, depending on where, when, and who he is. Or be as a ghost to all around except me. When you're young and open-minded, you just accept things as they are. As is, is the norm. I nodded. I've always known who I am, that I am here to observe and to absorb, Risha continued. I learned early to be inconspicuous, which sounds completely at odds with my innate inquisitive nature and my desire to explore, which I am sure drove my mother and father to despair at times. From very early on, I was aware of this other girl I sort of knew, called Alexia. She looked like a girly version of me, and how I imagine I would have looked if I let my mother have her way. Alexia and I often met in the dream time, and we thought it was so cool that we looked like twins, and shared the same birthday and so on. We sort of grew up together, yet apart. Funny how I never thought it was strange that I never met her mother. I was a lot more lucid about this than she was when we eventually did meet. I'll get back to that in a moment. I was but a blip or a faint memory stirring in the back of her consciousness, just enough not to be alarmed, but instead trigger familiarity and curiosity. Before that I had wondered if she was perhaps a twin that had died in utero, or if I had been adopted as an infant. That would have explained what I saw as my own weirdness in relation to my family too. But really, I didn't dwell too much on it. There were far too many other things to be fascinated with. Not long after I turned sixteen, I finally figured out how to travel interdimensionally. I was so excited, I couldn't wait to see Bron and ask him about it. I'd learnt by them that checking my theories with him before putting them into practice saved me a lot of headaches. He was delighted I'd worked it out, and filled me in on some of the finer points. He then helped me get started in practice, and made sure I was safe. Alexia, this other particular aspect of self, chose to explore femininity in this lifetime, where I picked a totally different path. When we first met in the flesh, she was all about boyfriends. To her, I was kind of a distant memory she couldn't place. It took quite some time to pique her interest and make friends. I was just nature's odd twin from nowhere visiting once in a while. Since then, the distance between our respective timelines has sometimes widened and sometimes decreased, so to speak. 
I have no adequate words to describe it or explain it. Maybe I would have made the same choice as Alexia if I had been born on her timeline. Perhaps. Why is that? I noticed Mattia had gone cold. The timeline Alexia inhabits has near enough mastered equality between the sexes. They not only value women as highly as men, they recognize and honor other shades of gender too. That sounds amazing. I let out a resigned little sigh, not yet able to grasp the enormity of what Risha had just revealed. Somehow I got stuck on the a society that values women as highly as men part. It's just a different experience, Risha said mitigatingly. Then it began to sink in. What about equal rights for homosexuals? You mean about trans and all the other varieties? Naturally. Wow, really, that's fantastic. What else is different? Another time. To answer your original question, I am what you might call a gender, meaning I don't ascribe myself as being a man or a woman, just me. Which is fine, as I'm asexual as well. I nodded. It was a lot to take in. So while Alexia is very feminine in every way, and has a family, I knew early I wanted to be free to explore. I never really felt any particular affinity with other women, or men come to that, on the whole. Just occasionally with other souls, you know. I've never been in love, and yet I'm always in love with creation and the marvels of the multiverse around us. If you wanted to explore, I'm surprised you didn't feel hemmed in living in a place as small as Cordoba. I think I would, after a while, if it was me, I added as an afterthought. I was born and grew up just outside of Laja, what you call La Paz. I always found the hordes of people clouded my head and other senses. Here I can go off into the mountains if I feel the need, and my exploring is mainly outside of time anyway. Oh... I said, as my mind reeled and made me feel giddy. So how did you end up here? When I was thirteen, my family came to Cordoba to visit family on a holiday. Guess who we stayed with? I don't know. Anna's grandparents. It was a bit of a culture shock, to say the least, but I found I enjoyed the newfound freedom out of doors. The old seed-keeper took a liking to me, and I to her. It must have been meant to be, because my parents consented without barely a fuss when she suggested I stay on here as her apprentice. I lived with her in this house until she died, when I was twenty-two and she was a hundred and three. She was a wise old soul and a patient grandma figure to me, or a great-grandma considering the age difference, and a kindred spirit. She was my mentor she had a real gift knowing just how to bring out the wisdom inherent in us all. Well, most anyway. She also had a knack for how to share her own in an inspired way, as well as that of the land when it was appropriate. She taught me to listen, really listen. She supported me in taking it further still, in every way. She was a very wise being, and patient in a way that is becoming even rarer these days. I consider her a true elder, Human-born, she called me, Risha smiled. I never really experienced her as old, except during her very last year incarnate here, more like an older sister. 
I nursed her as her body slowly shut down, and she was preparing to leave for other dimensions. I found her infinitely interesting. I could feel the love and affection almost tangible in the room. I didn't know what to say, so I said nothing. It was all new, and yet at the same time it felt strangely familiar and wondrous. It was touching so lightly upon the merest hint of a sensory memory, something so vague you don't have enough to pick up a trace and follow the thread back in time to discover when or where from. Risha was quiet while I digested what she had shared, before continuing. I can't deny that part of me sometimes wanted to go to sleep, like everyone else that lived around me. Being the odd one out can be a lonely business when you don't understand it. I nodded slowly. And even when you do, it can be exhausting not to be able to switch off watching yourself all the time. Moving here soothed that a bit for me. Sometimes you just want to relax and kick back, and not think and feel as if you're somehow the only one of your species on this planet. That you're just like everyone else, and feel part of the greater humanity. Yes, there isn't much literature out there for people like me. So many novels you know within fifty pages where they're going, and films are full of special effects but wanting a proper storyline. Risha smiled at me. Yeah, it can be lonely when almost everyone around you is still asleep. To bring it back, everyone has other aspects of their soul incarnate at the same time in different parts of the planet, in what we consider the past and the future, of different ages and gender and so forth, all having vastly different experiences. And on other planets, and in other galaxies too, of course. And all of those have versions of that same self on other timelines, and so on. Mind-boggling, isn't it? Yeah, I breathed, slowly taking this in and coming full circle. I could feel it. I just never put words to it. Since I'm on a roll asking awkward questions here then, who's Bron? Or should I say, what is Bron? Risha smiled. You'll have to ask him that, but be warned, he most likely will not answer. I thought for a while. Don't think, Risha said quietly. Feel. I closed my eyes. Bron feels. Bron too feels. Whole, rather than male. Not in an effeminate way, just balanced. Complete. Bron feels complete. As I said before, I've known Bron since I was twelve, and I always felt more kinship with their kind. Hmm. Aliens among us, eh? Who'd have thought? I think you'd be pleasantly surprised if you could just see how many helpers there are dotted about, Risha said with a mysterious smile. Andino Andina is written, read, edited and produced by me. Copyright Liz Rosales, 2014 and 2021.